an offensive explosion as the Tigers score three runs and steal one from a depleted Yankees team on a cold night in the Bronx. I'll give you a rundown on that, a quick look at today's matchup for the series finale, and then I talk to Dan Hasty, the radio voice of the West Michigan Whitecaps, to learn a little bit about their upcoming season here on Locked On Tigers. It is Wednesday, April 3rd, and I am your host, Chris Brown, reminding you before we begin to please download, rate, and review Locked On Tigers on your favorite podcast client, whether it be Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or Himalaya. And of course, if you have a fancy car, you can tell it to play podcast Locked On Tigers. And one last thing, I again remind you about tomorrow's opening day extravaganza at Sinbad's at 100 St. Clair Street in Detroit. If you're heading down for opening day, come visit us first. Have some food. It'll be fun. It's me, Roger Castillo from Sports Radio Detroit, Paul Wesner from Tigestown, and Keenan Carter from the Tigers Minor League Tracker. And we'll be doing a live two-hour show from 10 a.m. to noon. Like I said, there'll be giveaways and all sorts of good baseball fun. And so, speaking of baseball fun, the Tigers come out last night and they have some troubles against Masahiro Tanaka, as they always do. But fortunately, Jordan Zimmerman looked really strong again. He's got plus command of his fastball and his slider and his curve. He was working his pitches to all four edges of the zone and changing the eye level, moving in and out, up and down, getting first pitch strikes a lot by, you know, he'd drop in a curveball that, that, you know, the first pitch hitters generally don't swing at that. And it'd be in there at like 78, 82, and then he'd tighten it up to like an 85, 87 mile an hour slider when he really wanted to swing and miss. And I think I saw one one more change up. I think maybe maybe that's something to keep an eye on this year. He'll throw one change up in every start. And you have to kind of find it like uh, baseball wears Waldo. The Yankees did get a run in the second inning. Michigan's own DJ LeMahieu singled through the hole and then the Yankees got a ground rule double from Mike Tackman who was a 28 year old journeyman and that was his first uh, hit with the Yankees so congrats to him on that. But it was kind of, I don't want to say a lazy fly ball but it was kind of, it stayed up in the air for a long time but he's a lefty so Kristen Stewart, the Tigers left fielder was shaded a little bit towards center field and Tackman's hit just kind of floated there down near the left field line. It's probably unfair for me to judge this just based on my eyes, but it seemed like the sort of ball that uh, an elite fielder with a lot of speed probably could have run down and caught, but that's not Kristen Stewart, so we won't put that on him. Uh, and then a run scored on a Clint Frazier sack fly. Uh, after that, I don't know, Zimmerman gave up a leadoff single in the fifth, and then that runner stole second with one out, but Zimmerman got him a pop-up and they intentionally walked Aaron Judge, which was a smart move, and then... Uh, struck out Luke Voigt, and then he gave up a two-out single in the seventh and got pulled, but that was it. And his final line was, was pretty great. Six and two-thirds innings, six hits, one earned run, that, that one intentional walk, and six strikeouts. And great performance by Zimmerman and Greiner. And then Daniel Stump came in and got uh, got Brett Gardner to finish the seventh. Joe Jimenez came in the eighth, he struck out Aaron Judge. It was nice to see. He hit Luke Voigt on the hand, which is the last thing the Yankees need. They've got everybody hurt. But he stayed in, and then Joe caught a line drive right back to him and just kept running to first base and doubled off Voigt. And like I said, it, it really helps that the Yankees lineup is without a lot of its big bats right now and it also helps that the temperatures in the 40s uh, so they've done studies about what affects the baseball and temperature has a huge effect for every 10 degrees Fahrenheit and temperature change the ball will travel another three feet which doesn't sound like a lot but you know figure if it's in the 80s instead of the 40s that's another 10-12 feet on fly balls which could uh, lead to a lot more home runs especially there in Yankee Stadium so the Tigers are fortunate in that they're playing the Yankees when they're hurt and that they're playing them in uh, April instead of August so you know I joked at the beginning about the offensive explosion and yes that was a joke they they got some hits but continued to struggle in terms of getting that big hit with men on base until late in the game at least uh, Castellanos caught a hanging slider in the first inning and, and laced it in the left field and then Cabrera followed with a seeing eye single so it was men on first and third with one out but Jamer Candelario struck out and then John Hicks hit a weak grounder on the first pitch so that was it then uh, you know it was kind of cool Jamer Candelario is from New York so he's playing in front of his family they interviewed him during the game broadcast and he crushed a leadoff double to begin the fourth, hit it 414 feet, uh, according to StatCast. Now, the, the wall in Yankee Stadium is 410 feet, and it hit like 
two feet below that, so I don't know, 408, maybe 414, whatever. And then Hicks, again, with a first pitch swing, followed with a single. So it was first and third with nobody out, but then Kristen Stewart popped out, and Dustin Peterson grounded into a double play. And so was, at that point, it's just kind of remarkable, their lack of success with men in scoring position. They had moved to three for 33 on the season. But finally, and this is just kind of weird how baseball is, you know, sometimes it's luck. With two outs in the six, Candelero hit a weak grounder down the first base line, but it hit first base and popped up over Luke Voigt's head and then off into the right field corner for a double. And then John Hicks swinging it, you guessed it, the first pitch, laces an RBI double to left center field to tie the game. And so it stays uh, tied at 1-1 to the ninth when the Yankees bring in Aroldis Chapman, you know, one of the most feared closers, one of the best closers in Major League Baseball history. He gets the first out and then they pinch hit with Nico Goodrum. They pinch hit for Kristen Stewart because Chapman is a lefty, obviously, and Stewart's just, you know, having a rough time. And Nico Goodrum works a walk, the Tigers' only walk of the game. And it seems to me that that's, that's got to be hard to be a pinch hitter, to sit down all game and not swing. And then when you get in the game, you still don't swing. You work a walk. But he did it, and that's one of the reasons we like Nico. And uh, then the first pitch, Dustin Peterson, who, who hit the big double play earlier in the game, strokes a, a double to the left field wall for his first career hit, his first career extra base hit, and his first career RBI as a big leaguer, which of course earns him the blue chew big stick of the game. Uh, then Jordy Mercer gets a, a nice single up the middle uh, for a tack-on run. Tigers go up 3-1, and Shane Green comes in with a nice 1-2-3 ninth on 10 pitches. And that was that. I mean, yeah, it was a nice win for the Tigers. 3-1 over the Yankees. Always nice to get wins in New York. But again, this is a depleted Yankees team, and the offense is still really struggling. I, I, maybe it's just because it's cold, but uh, yeah, they added 12 more strikeouts in just that one walk. And Kristen Stewart and Josh Harrison continue to struggle a lot. And Miguel Cabrera is just 3-for-21 with 7 strikeouts and a lot of weak ground balls. So there's still room for improvement but you take a win when you can get them. And so now just a real quick look at today's game. It's Matthew Boyd going for the Tigers. He's had some success against the Yankees, but there are three players who are probably in the lineup, Gary Sanchez, Tulowitzki, and Voigt, uh, who all have homers off him. And the Tigers are facing Jonathan Loasiga, and no one on the team has ever faced him. He's a rookie. And he's really kind of an interesting story. He's a 24-year-old from Nicaragua, and he was originally signed by the San Francisco Giants as a really young kid, and he pitched for them in 2013, but then he dealt with shoulder injuries for a couple years, and they just cut him. And then the Yankees had a tryout and signed him in 2016 and he just rocketed through the system in 2016-17 and 2018 to the point where he even made nine appearances in New York last year and he's got pretty good stuff. He's uh, you know, fastball in the mid-90s will touch the upper 90s but his curve and his changeup are both plus pitches so he'll, he'll get swings and misses with those if he's on. Uh, he's been a little bit erratic and unlucky so far in his career but like I said if he's on the Tigers might have a real hard time. Speaking of having a real hard time, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go and have a whole bunch of sex? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed or in the closet or in a car or anywhere that isn't within 100 yards of a school zone. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. It's just science, really. So you could be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. And trust me, soon enough, that'll be the only discreet package in your house. So no in-person doctor's visit, no talking to a pharmacist, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code, MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And again, I thank them for sponsoring the podcast.
And I am thrilled to bring in Dan Hasty, the radio play-by-play voice of the West Michigan Whitecaps, as well as the Detroit Titans, I believe. And he's an all-around great guy, and I appreciate him coming to join us. Dan, how are you doing? I appreciate you spreading these lies. I, I appreciate <laughs> that very much. Thank you for having me on. Now, this is great. And I, when I hear the voice of Chris Brown, I think baseball season's right here. So this is good stuff. This is fun. <laughs> That's good. I am, I am a, uh, a, the epitome of a fair-weather friend. I will show up when there's baseball and then uh, not talk to you whenever any other time. But uh... That's not true because I see you in 40 degree weather so you're not a fair weather fan if you're showing up when it's just awful cold outside yeah fair enough but you know, I, I mentioned that uh, Detroit Titans thing and you must have had a pretty fun experience watching uh, Antoine Davis this year totally yeah I mean he was he was tremendous and one of the better freshmen in the entire country you know they just came out with the I think it was the first team all-american list and the two freshmen from Duke made it RJ Barrett Zion Williamson but uh, you know you looked over the season and we would see you know the top freshmen in the NCAA and it was always Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, and Antoine Davis and they have an award coming out the Wayman Tisdale Award for the best freshman in the country and he's one of those three nominees. He's not going to win the award but he's nominated. He'll be the Susan Lucci of the Wayman Tisdale Award but he still is on the radar. Yeah I mean it's pretty cool like it's fun when guys like that kind of pop up in the smaller schools and get a front row seat must have fun um, but you get you get kind of a lot of that uh, with the minor leagues too and baseball season's just about to kick off here so uh, yeah I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about the, the Whitecaps, uh, what they uh, have coming up this year, and this is what, your fifth or sixth season with the Whitecaps? This is season number five, and you know, it's funny you say that, because all of a sudden, over the last year or two, now we're really starting to see the guys from that 2015 Whitecaps championship squad kind of start to crack the big note. Spencer Turnbull, who has kind of, not just a piece of that rotation, but is potentially valuable to that rotation. So that's kind of exciting. And then, obviously, Joe Jimenez, and now you have Chris Stewart. He's kind of breaking his way in, so the, the, the fruits of that labor are finally paying off at the big league level. I was just talking today to somebody about how, like I could start like the 2015 Tigers coverage class because that 2015 is when I started covering. So I was coming out there right when you you started as well, and Emily Walden did too. It was like all three of us were in the, there the first first year, so that's kind of fun. And it is. And yeah. despite the three of us, they still found ways to have success. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, but I don't, for for fans out there, you know, West Michigan is is low A ball, but it's still a a, a quality brand of baseball. And I'm I'm curious if you want to just tell people what they can expect from the typical game experience there at Fifth Third Ballpark? Well, it's certainly different than you find in the major leagues. I mean, obviously, the talent of play, it doesn't get any better than Major League Baseball. But, you know, if I'm bringing my family to a game, you know, if I've got kids, especially, you know, younger kids, you're hard-pressed to find as entertaining of an in-game experience as you'll find, you know, not just in West Michigan, but in the minor league. You know, I I know I'm a little biased, but look, West Michigan has had some of the best in-game entertainment in all of minor league baseball, and they, they draw so incredibly well for being where they are, and there there's reasons for that. I mean, they've been they, they've had kind of a blueprint for success in the past 25, now going on 26 seasons. So you know, if you've never done it, and I actually was sitting you know in a, in a barber shop yesterday, and the person I was getting my haircut from, or at least whatever hair I have left, cut, they ended up saying that they'd never been to a Lightcast game before. So you know, it's one of those things. That if you've never done it, make this the year that you just come out and see. If nothing for for no other reason, just for the curiosity side of things, because it, it is a very unique and one-of-a-kind experience, and on the side, you also get a chance to see some guys who will probably be in Detroit someday. Yeah, you, you were just mentioning that 2015 team that, that, like, five or six different people I interviewed that year have seen time in the majors, so yeah, these guys are going to make their way through the minors and get to the majors, so if you want to see them and say you saw them first, the uh... 
that's the place to go. And if you want to see a horrifying eyeball race, you can also see that. Right. Uh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? The next group of people will be that 2017 team, the team that won 91 games. Yeah. And was one of the best teams West Michigan has had come through in, in really the entire history of the franchise. So, you know, we're going to probably have a conversation two years from now, and we're going to be talking the same way about Kristen Stewart as we talk about Daz Cameron, you know, Isaac Paredes, if all goes well. So it'll be guys like that, but you know, they really are leaning on their minor league system now, you know. Ten years ago, guys who would come through the system not necessarily going to get up to the big leagues in Detroit because they'd eventually be traded for you know major league assets, but it's not that way anymore. Usually guys who are coming through West Michigan now will end up wearing the old English D. Yeah, and you were down in Lakeland. I don't know, you probably went back and forth a couple times. You were down there calling a game, which was always awesome to hear. Uh, you work with Jim Price, but you were also down there to catch some backfield action too. So I'm curious, you know, you saw, saw some of those prospects. I'm, I'm curious what you saw from some of the players who might be there in West Michigan this year? Well, you know, I think for the West Michigan-centric side of things, you know, it really starts with Parker Meadows. And, you know, I've talked to scouts, I've talked to coaches, um, and the, the scouts tell me that he's a freak. And when they use that term in sports, that's a good thing. You know, he's a six foot five kid that can run. And I really didn't think he was this fast of a base runner, but when I have coaches in the system telling me that he's the second fastest player and he's faster than a guy like, say, Derek Hill, which I can't even comprehend. I mean, that, that's a huge, huge compliment to Parker Meadows. They call him the second fastest base runner in the system behind only Brock Dethrick. And there are some guys with some speed in this system. So he certainly can run. He obviously can't steal first base. He's going to have to find his way there. But he has a pretty, from what I could tell, a pretty competent bat. The power's not there yet, but you know, over the course of the year, we might see him start to develop a little bit as the year goes on. So Parker Meadows, the second rounder, who the Tigers went well over slot to go sign. I mean, they gave him first round money. He's really where the conversation starts for West Michigan. Just to do a quick roster overview, then they tend to run out a six-man rotation in uh, in West Michigan, and I don't know if there are any names of the starters that are interesting to you. Well, Adam Wolf certainly stands out. The Tigers' fifth rounder from last year came from the Louisville Cardinals. He was in the ACC, and he was a decent pitcher up until his final year with the Cardinals, but during his final offseason, going into his last year with Louisville, uh, and I'm sure you've read this story too, but he went online trying to add a fourth pitch, and he Google-searched Mariano Rivera and Hutter, and all of a sudden, he was able to develop that pitch, not only into a pitch in his arsenal, but his best pitch overall, and it vaulted him into one of the better pitchers in the ACC. So, he will frontline the rotation. Uh, He will likely be the opening night starter for the Whitecaps and for Lance Parrish. So, you know, you take him, uh, you get a couple of known commodities, you get Wilkel Hernandez back. Uh, He had a little bit of a cup of coffee with the Caps last year. Um, Kind of a super for Sleeper and Carlos Guzman, who I think a lot of people are curious about. I know some people are really high on Carlos Guzman. He'll be in the rotation. So you have the, the makings of, of some at least competitive arms. You get you know, a lefty in Casey Murphy who was pitching in the College World Series last year. So it's a younger staff, but it also comes with a couple of guys with some polish and some accolades to go along with it. Yeah, it, it definitely is an interesting uh, group of arms to me. Uh, you mentioned Parker Meadows as an outfielder. How about uh, one infielder? 
there who's interesting? Oh, I mean, well, see, there's a couple different guys. Uh, I think the easy answer is Wenzel Perez. Uh, you know, Wenzel like pencil. Uh, he has been he was terrific with the Caps last year. I mean, a 300 hitter, still raw in, in many different ways, but the the tools are all very loud, and it's got to call them plus plus. Uh, I think the power's not quite there, but it's certainly good power for a kid of his age and his stature. Um, looking forward to watching him over the course of a little bit of a bigger sample size than the Whitecaps had from him last year. Uh, I mean, he's the number 11 prospect, I think, by a couple different outlets. I know you guys have him ranked relatively high as well. Um, so, Wenzel certainly won. Um, I know he struggled last year in Connecticut. Uh, Jose King, one of the pieces of the Tigers-Diamondbacks trade with J.D. Martinez, he was said to have put on 25 pounds of muscle during the offseason. Now, I don't know a lot of guys who can put on 25 pounds of muscle yeah. in an entire year, let alone an offseason. But if he did anything close to that, he certainly has something to build off of going into 2019. So I'm curious to see what King looks like. Wenzel Perez, obviously, is a, is a, is a draw. Um, and then, uh, other than that, I would say Jeremiah Burke, uh, the kid mm. from Fresno State, an eighth-round eighth round pick. Uh, some power in a good all-around game. I expect we'll see a lot of him at second base. Yeah, it uh, it's an exciting team. It, it usually is out there in West Michigan. You know, last year was kind of not quite as exciting as the year before. You mentioned that that outstanding 2017, but they still still made the playoffs. So uh, yeah, it's it's good baseball out there. And you know, one of the big parts of minor league baseball is all the theme nights and the experiences and things like that. Uh, and we know last year that West Michigan changed their name briefly to the the Bunghammers, the Beer City Bunghammers, which was fantastic. That's correct. And uh, you said they might they're going to be doing that again this year. They will. They will. Uh, I don't have the specific date. In in front of me. Um, they did it last year in August, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did it in August again. Um, but it looks like the Bung Hammers will be back for a game, and then obviously there's a couple other names that they'll be taking on. I know that uh, we, we talked a little bit about this as well, but uh, they'll be taking on a, a different name, a different origin, if you will. Yeah. Teams are allowed to participate, and it's the, the Copa de la Diversión, which is just uh, you know celebrating uh, Hispanic heritage. I think only the 30 teams did it last year, but there are about 75 this year, and the Whitecaps logo and design looks really cool the skulls i believe is what that translates to right i think so yeah and it, it looks like it's a skull and there's you can see they've got the area code hidden in there and you can still see the white cap waves it was really uh, well well done you know I, i'll take it you know and <laughs> i'd like to see the fact that they're doing it all over the course of minor league baseball and yeah. you know it, it's just another thing and you know what people forget is that so many kids come into minor league baseball who have never spoken a word of english and those guys work incredibly hard i mean you know just a few hours ago uh, i was speaking with some of the people who work as english tutors with you know the, the spanish ball players that the white caps have to watch how they progress from the beginning of every season to the end of every season i mean the, the same guy that was too afraid to talk to you on the radio in april is the guy who is grabbing the microphone and interviewing his teammates by september it's a really really cool thing to watch so to see the the acknowledgement taken by minor league baseball uh, i think is fitting yeah i really it's one of my favorite things that they've done i enjoy that uh and i also enjoy just about everything about coming out to west michigan and fans can come out uh, today wednesday from 11:30 to 1 p.m weather permitting to get a look at the team right it's an open workout. It's also part of media day, but it is open to the public. So we'll have the opportunity to come out, see some players. We'll also be signing autographs as well. You can get a chance to 
see kind of some of the new features of the ballpark, uh, the new rooftop out in uh, foul territory of right center field, which is now the Founders rooftop. Uh, so we'll have obviously some different uh, different choice drafts out there. Uh, so you have a chance to see that and some of the new bells and whistles around the ballpark. And then the home opener is Saturday, uh, the sixth. It is on Saturday. By the way, that workout uh, coming up on Wednesday at eleven thirty is free of charge. So there's no yeah. fee to come out and see that. Uh, but the home opener is on Saturday. That's at four o'clock, and tickets are still available. Although they are going kind of quickly right now because the you know, and I shouldn't be saying this out loud, but the weather forecast looks pretty good. No. So WhitecapsBaseball.com to get your tickets. I think this is going to be one of the bigger opening days that we've seen in West Michigan in quite some time. Fantastic. Uh, and yeah, thanks again, Dan Hasty. You can follow him on Twitter at that Dan Hasty. And it, the the games are are they still on one hundred seven point three? They are on 106.1 oh, FM. I so they'll be on 106.1. That's the uh, the new sports station in West Michigan. They call themselves the Ticket. Uh, they'll also be simulcast on 1340 AM WJRW. So between those two stations, you should be able to get White Caps baseball this year. Yeah, and if you're out of the market like I am, you can usually just listen to the minor league uh, on the minor league baseball app or the White Caps app, which is fantastic. So uh, yeah, Dan, yep. th- thanks again. Uh, good luck this season, and hopefully I'll talk to you in a month or so. All right, brother. See you at the ballpark. Sounds good. And that's our show for today, Wednesday, April 3rd, 2019. Thank you for joining us. I thank Dan Hasty again for coming on and talking to us about the West Michigan Whitecaps. And I remind you to download, rate, and review Locked on Tigers at all your favorite podcast platforms. And, yeah, again, come out and see us tomorrow for the opening day extravaganza at Sinbad's. And you know what? Later on that day, I'm going to the opening day, and then I'm going to an Eric B. and Rakim concert. So Friday's episode might come a little bit later than usual. Hopefully you guys will forgive me for that. And I hope everyone has a... A wonderful day. Thanks again for listening and I'll talk to you tomorrow.